0: Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost? I'm your host Annette.
1: And I'm Stephen.
0: And today we are on episode 50 55. I know my show, it's okay. I'm, I just I'm... have 54 scribbles in <laughs> um, Today we are not going anywhere, we're staying in Ireland and we're going to do a bit of folklore. Uh, it's, actually it's not really folklore, it's more mythology. I didn't realise Irish mythology was as vast as it is. Uh, we crack on? Let's crack on. National symbols are as important as countries' flags. The American flag is one of the most recognisable flags in the world. In 1782, the Founding Fathers chose the bald eagle to be the country's national bird. Why? I didn't know. So I googled it and found out it represents freedom. Isn't that wonderful? But it's not nearly as cool as the folklore behind our national symbol. The harp. ...has historically been associated with both ancient Ireland and ancient Greece. Ireland is the only country in the world where harps are still made by traditional methods. In history, harpers enjoyed high social status, being as respected as poets. When he became King of England in 1531, Henry VIII declared the instrument the national symbol of Ireland, also placing it on the coins. However, the status of the harpers declined over time. The harp was even banned by the United Kingdom as a symbol of resistance. Amid the revolution, the harp tradition survived thanks to the few musicians left. In the early days of Ireland's independence, the government wanted to make the harp an official emblem. But Guinness had already registered the harp as its brand in 1862, long before the revolution. So, to avoid looking like a beverage, the government inverted the harp from left to right now as interesting as it was to learn why the harp was inverted or that it was king henry the that coined the harp so to speak that's not the story i wanted to share with you today i wanted to tell you the tale of the dagda's harp who is dagda he was a chief among the gaelic gods his name means good god meaning he was good at everything more so than the moral sense Folklore has it that Dagda was a giant, a mysterious, supernatural being with magical abilities. His power was derived from his knowledge of the hidden, considered to be the highest kind of knowledge. He led the army of the Tuatha de Danann, named after the goddess Danu. Picture the elves from Lord of the Rings and you have a vague idea of what they look like. Blonde and beautiful. The Dagda had many magical possessions. These included a cauldron of plenty, which could feed a host of as many as needed and would never be empty. A mighty club, so big it said that it had to be transported on wheels. One end could kill a man, while the other could change his fate and restore him to life. But today's story is about his magical harp, Udna. It was carved from oak and covered in jewels. When he played the harp, he was able to change the behaviour of men and women. He could make anyone who heard it laugh and be jolly or weep with sorrow. He's also said to be responsible for placing the seasons in order with the playing of his harp. The Dagda would play his harp while his men readied themselves for battle. The music would make them forget all of their fear and charge into the fight thinking of nothing but glory and honour. At the battle's end, he would play his harp again They would now be able to forget their grief for their fallen comrades and think only of the glory they had gained. The Tua de Danon entered a great battle with the Fomorians. Who were the Fomorians? Well, they predate the Tua de Danon, pretty much the Irish equivalent of the Greek gods. They were a malevolent race of one-legged and one-armed sea gods or some say sea pirates with powerful magic. During this battle, the Dagda's harp was stolen while his home was unguarded by the Fomorians. They believed they would be able to defeat the Tuatha de Danann once they had it. They managed to escape the home of the Dagda and fled as far as they could taking their families with them. With the great and terrible Balor leading the Fomorian forces they were hopeful that their side would win the battle but nothing is ever guaranteed in war so they fled to a deserted castle to await news and they hung the Dagda's harp there. They knew that their side had lost the battle when the remaining Fomorian army's defeated men began to trickle down the road. As a consolation, they had taken the Dagda's treasure and made sure they stood between the harp and the door in case someone came to steal it back. When the Tuatha Danann arrived home from their victorious battle, they cheered for the Dagda to play them a song on his harp, and it was then that they discovered the harp was missing. Only having arrived home from battle, the Dagda asked of his people again, Who will come with me to find my harp? Without hesitation, Ogma and Lu stood and volunteered. On their second breath, they were gone. Only the three men, against most likely the remaining Fomorian army, but they went anyway, the warriors three. They searched long and hard. But they finally came to the deserted castle the Fomorians had taken refuge in, and they could see through the window the Dogda's harp. The Dogda stretched out his arm and called to his harp as Ogma stared at the great mass of Fomorian warriors sleeping before them, who vastly outnumbered them, and the harp sprang from the wall and ran straight to him. But as if dropping a stringed instrument on the ground would be quiet, the noise of the harp leaping from the wall, of course, woke the Fomorians, who immediately drew their weapons. Just as they began their advance towards the three Danann warriors, Lou whispered to the Dagda, I think you better play your harp. On that recommendation, the Dagda plucked the strings of his harp and called out the music of mirth. Try as they might, the Fomorians could not hold back their laughter. They laughed so hard their weapons fell from their hands and they began to dance. But no sooner did the music stop than the Formorians regained their composure and began their advance again. With that, Ogma said, I think you better play your harp. And this time, Dagda called on the music of grief. All the Fomorian men, women and children began to cry. The men hid their faces in their cloaks so as not to show their tears. But again, when the music faded they picked up their weapons. And then, without needing any prompt, the Dogda plucked the strings for a third time, this time so softly it barely made a sound, but he brought forth the music asleep. Though they tried, the Fremorians couldn't keep their eyes open and every last one of them fell into a deep sleep. And with that, Lou, Agma, and the Dogda took their leave and the harp was safe and never stolen again. There are so many characters in this story I want to revisit, like Balor and how it's said that he was so big that 27 of his soldiers fell and died underneath him when he was killed. And don't get me started on how he got his evil eye. Or Lou and how he was the son of the beautiful Etna, daughter of Balor. Talk about your conflict of interest. Irish mythology is so much more than what we remember from school. Because, for most of us, let's be honest, school was a long, long time ago, so I have loved reading about it again. What I love about this whole episode is that the true Celtic period begins roughly around 800 to 700 BCE, and by the first century CE, with the expansion of Christianity, Celtic tradition had pretty much become confined to Ireland. Much of ancient Celtic history is murky at best, and stories of the past were passed down orally, but I love that I get to continue that grand old tradition. I know that was really short, but what do you think of that story?
1: I thought that was really interesting. Isn't it was it very really good, cool? yeah. I, I do like, obviously, the Irish history.
0: Yeah. Um, I remember vaguely, what... now bear in mind, the now principal of my primary school was my fifth class teacher. He was so heavily into Celtic history. I do remember a story where there was a picture of a harp that had like little legs and it was running. And I could never remember what the story was about. So when I was starting to read this, yeah. it was like I had all these unlocked memories of like past fifth class lessons and learning about this. So it's just, it was it was really, really cool. But I thought it was a really good story.
1: Yeah, I thought it was cool.
0: Uh, I can't, nobody's going to know this because I'm going to edit this episode to within an inch of its life. But it was really hard because I kept saying different words wrong. And everyone assumes because I have a fawn, Um, You get it at the end of sixth class because say that you can speak Irish fluently. I can listen to the Irish news. And depending on the dialect, I can understand most of it. But my brain just doesn't think fast enough to be able to translate English to Irish for speaking. So I can understand it. I just can't speak it as quickly. It takes me a little while to get the pronunciation right.
1: I do find the harp a very interesting instrument, though.
0: It's beautiful.
1: It is. I've never...
0: Do you know are, where the the high strings are? Are the high strings, the ones that are further away from you, and then the low co- chords.
1: I would guess that the high string the, are the longer strings because there's more there's more to resonate. Whereas as you get lower, it'll be a duller sound because they're.
0: I don't know. I play piano. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really
1: know. I don't play the. I don't play the harp. Uh,
0: my I mom just, and dad had a harp at their wedding. My dad said it was probably one of the most expensive parts of the wedding, but he was like, that's what your mother wanted, and that's what I wanted, and it was regal, and I'm like, it is a very... That's the way you describe a harp. It's a very regal uh, instrument. It's beautiful. That, and on a completely opposite scale, my other favourite Irish, or at least I assume it's an Irish instrument, is the baron. Yeah. I find it fascinating how somebody can get their brain to function, because... If anyone's never heard a baron, YouTube baron, because they're played so fast, yeah, and I'm like, my my brain can't speak that fast. How do you get your hand? I just think it's a it's it's a.
1: One of the other scout leaders you've met him. He plays both the baron and the Irish tin whistle.
0: Really? Yeah. God, oh the tin whistle.
1: <laughs> I think it's he probably calls it a flute, but.
0: Um, I know a tin whistle is a tin whistle. But the recorder or the tin whistle anyone who went to an irish primary school or any primary school in ireland would probably hate that instrument more than anything but nine times out of ten if you go to an irish wedding someone's going to have brought a guitar and someone else is yeah. going to have brought a recorder or a tin whistle
1: my mum's side of the family was always like that Anywhere, any <laughs> wedding we went we'd be in we'd be in the um
0: the afters the, re- the residence bar yeah,
1: yeah. and then uh, somebody'd walk in with a Stumble in with a guitar, and then we'd also. There was no walking; there was stumbling. Stumbling, yeah.
0: Isn't it crazy though how the drunkest person can play the chords no problem yeah, whatsoever? It's
1: Muslim memory. There was somebody had a guitar at Craig and Small's mm-hmm. when he, You sang at the after, that as well?
0: I was very.
1: Yeah, we all were
0: inebriated.
1: Yeah.
0: Have you any characters for me?
1: I think I do. I think okay. I do. So three people. Okay. Dagda. Yes. Louis. <laughs> Lou but okay Louie Louie through no <laughs> Dagda Lou and Ogma Ogma yeah, yeah. so in my mind there's three three men here Um, some Irish heritage Dagma for yes. me has to be because he went and found his harp somebody took it from him yes has a very specific set of skills <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it he would make an awesome ch- yes I love it I love it oh nobody knows I will find awkward. you nobody knows and him.
1: I will play you <laughs> Liam Neeson
0: and he's Irish and he's Irish yeah Yeah,
1: well they're all Irish here oh very good so uh, Lou yes you may or may not know him but I think he's got a big major role coming up I think he's the new Robin Um, okay a Dublin actor I think he made his break in Love Hate Barry Keown did I say that right is it Keown or Keown Sorry, uh, Barry Keoghan. Okay. Um, for mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Actually, started you'd know him from something else, but he started in Love, Hate as well. You'd know him from the Umbrella Academy, uh, Robert Sheehan.
0: Because you have to have one who is a little flamboyant or Johnny Depp, pirate Caribbean he's, style. Oh, do you know what?
1: I've <laughs> Robert Sheen is the Irish Johnny Depp yeah he is yeah. he really is.
0: He is now the only thing is with the story I'm not 100% sure of the gender of the three characters okay however,
1: I've seen them in no, my no, mind no
0: however Robert Sheen is quite fluid in the Umbrella Academy yeah when it comes to I don't know if it, when it comes to his sexuality or his gender but one way or another you know I think he's the ideal person um, but again it was it's kind of hard to figure out um Because these were the days where it's very hard to know the gender of... And I like the fact that they don't specifically mention the gender. Mm. They might, I might have missed it. But at the same time, women warriors in Celtic history are so common. Because back then it was kind of like, she's just swiped his head off with a sword. Who might say, oh my god, you got beaten up by a girl. It just didn't happen back then. Because they were happy to have whatever warriors who proved themselves worthy and that was that was it and i mean i could i could totally pull off a sword maybe not in heels but i could totally pull off a sword it would be the ultimate accessory i would probably scream if i actually nicked somebody but it would be the ultimate accessory um but yeah i like your lineup it's really cool i fell down a rabbit hole this week That's fair. okay and I can't say it has absolutely anything to do with today's episode. It was just random facts that I learned because I found out we had loads of Canadian listeners. Uh, yay! Hi Canadian listeners. Um and then I started looking up interesting facts about Canada. Uh, oh, one thing I do remember, because this is my list is actually based on a completely different tangent. The most powerful part of Niagara Falls falls. In
1: Canada. Yeah, Canada. Yeah,
0: Canada. Uh, but The random list I found here is just from cosmopolitan.com. It was just random facts. I don't know how, I don't know why I'm even interested in any of these. I just think it's really cool. Avocados are a fruit, Stephen, not a vegetable. I actually didn't know which one they were. So <laughs> that
1: fact. It never occurred to me that an avocado was a vegetable.
0: Well, cause it has, a, it has a pit. It has a, yeah, it's very a ut-
1: it comes off a tree. You put it on, like I've never put potato on toast.
0: The Eiffel Tower can be 15 centimeters taller during the summer yeah that would make sense though because metal expands expands. yeah australia is wider than the moon now that either means that the moon is very small or australia is a lot bigger than i thought it was both new zealand's the long mass isn't it it's the long two
1: long masses
0: yeah yeah okay okay the next one i learned there was human teeth are the only part of the body that cannot heal themselves yeah lumbar punctures or oh what's the other one called a lumbar puncture or I can't remember what the other one's called. Basically, when you damage the bone, mm-hmm. it grows back. And if you're ongoing in treatment and stuff like that, like chemo, um, every time they go in, your bone heals itself again. So you end up with like a lump of cauliflower-shaped bone on the part of your spine that they have to keep going into. A full time. Because your your bone just keeps fixing itself. That's why if you don't if you don't get to a hospital quick enough if you've broken your arm, you have that they have to reset it. Like they have to re-break it because it heals wrong. Anyway. It is illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland. So it's not illegal to own a guinea pig. It is illegal to own just one. You need a
1: friend for the guinea you pig. You do
0: need a friend. The heart of a shrimp is located in its head. All right. That's adorable. I love shrimp. Actually, I don't like shrimp. I just like the one from Shark Tale. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, and my sister had a baby, and I was born with no arms and no legs. Um, people are more creative in the shower. I'm not exactly hundred percent sure what what about it is creative. But apparently your your brain is just more stimulated when you're yeah, in the shower. Do some thinking in the shower right? I do some thinking in the shower. Mm. Competitive art used to be an Olympic sport. No way. That sounds like a mess. There
1: was in the eighties and nineties there was a competitive downhill ski dancing or something that <laughs> was. So so this guy and there's a there's a video of it, you know this week I've seen it and he, he's got his ski poles and yeah. he's got his skis and instead of going down the slalom as fast as he could he's just doing tricks and he's just kind of flailing about but it's so 90s that sounds so
0: scout like it's like oh my god it's raining and we also don't have whatever equipment we have so let's pick a thing a sport another thing and an equipment piece that we can use and they literally just have a list of all these things and they just create something out of nothing i would love to be the people who live in the area that you bring your scouts to and them looking at the window going they're at it again those crazy people there from dublin uh, yeah, so that's my silly list. It was very silly. There was no planning whatsoever. Uh, we finished up there. Say your words. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to get in touch with us on any of our socials, our Instagram is What's the Story Ghost, and our email for personal stories is What's the Story Ghost at gmail dot com. And those are all my words. Exit jingle. Exit jingle. You can't think of I anything, have, can you? No,
1: I got nothing. <laughs> I wanna sing the national anthem, Mahoma. What's the uh oh uh what's it go? Oh, mmm, you had to think about that. Okay. Bye, Bye.